Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. The Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 130 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. And I'm genuinely thinking I'm never going to get better again. Oh, that's a sad tweet. <laughs> Welcome to Swish and Sick Part Two. <laughs> and uh it's the never ending story. This episode is sponsored by Emma Cross or Kraus. I don't know. I'm sorry. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. I hope one of those was right. So today we will be discussing part two of chapter six of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, the noble and most ancient house of black. So isn't this one just the ancient house of black? Yeah, this yeah. is just the I'm most sorry. House, house of Black. House yeah. of Black. So yeah. make sure that you've read the chapter and you're ready to, well, like we have already, ramble your way <laughs> through those details. Before we begin, Megan has two bits of weekly profit news. We do. I do. It's not from all of us? No, just me. Okay. Um, so the first one is apparently there is discussions of universal of warner brothers i'm sorry not universal of warner brothers obtaining land in tokyo um, to open a harry potter theme park on part of the land that currently houses the historic i'm not going to pronounce this right so i apologize already but toshiman amusement park (laughs) um so this like this news broke today Mm. so and this is like just rumors so hopefully it's real because that sounds like it's going to be really cool but it's called saibu holdings incorporated which runs toshiman is thinking about closing the park in narama ward in stages starting this year after more than nine decades of operations um they're in talks with warner brothers um and the deal could be formally decided as early as this spring so That could be really That's pretty epic. It says that the theme park An will likely universe? be built around spring 2023, and Warner Brothers is considering basing it on Harry Potter Warner Brothers Studios in London. Hmm. The park will differ from the similarly named area at Universal Studios Japan in Osaka that, uh, that opened in 2014 and has become a mainstay tourist destination. Hmm. So I want to know more. Yeah, it sounds neat. Um, and then second wizardly, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> the wizardly prophet, the second weekly prophet 
is that we have the official date of Wizardly World of Kent, which is July 25th, which means it is not the same weekend as LeakyCon. It's the Correct. weekend before. Yes. So we can attend. Yeah, yeah. girls are there. Um, TBD if I can. Yes, but we'll we'll find oh. that out later. At least three of the four of us can be there. True. Sorry, um, not the coolest one can be there, but you know, I got I got people. <laughs> no, to it's see fine. And... I'll be there. No, you won't. So we'll definitely have our booth. We'll hopefully be involved somehow in terms of like trivia, maybe a panel. I don't know. So Live pod, perhaps. Yeah, we're gonna be in talks with them, and um, they're also having their five k the day before on July twenty fourth, and. For sure, me and Katie are going to be doing it. Are they having the 5K? Yes, I asked Alyssa. She said yes. Wow. So it's happening the day before. Very cool. Um, I'm sure we'll do another episode with them closer to um, July 25th of 2020. For those of you listening in the future, in the future, sixth (laughs) year. Or the fifth, yeah. year. or the fourth. Year. It's I'm not. It's say either the fifth, the fifth or sixth. I feel like it's the fifth year. I feel like it is also because the fifth year. It's the fifth. Because we've done, done it twice, and, and you guys we've have done, done it four times. times. Yeah, yeah. So this is going to be the, the fifth, fifth year, year, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. We're uh, it's the fifth year, and we're on the fifth. What book. year did the Cursed Child oh. book come out? Because that was the first one. The Cursed so. Child University. so yes for everyone i know that before we said that we weren't going to be there but again july 25th it's the weekend before leaky con which means that we can attend both so we will be in kent and we will be at leaky con yes yeah welcome yeah it came out july 31st 2016 so four years ago so yeah so this will be five this will be five because 16, fifth, 17, fifth, yep. 18, 19. Katie, look at me. 20. 20. Let's have some re re recap. <laughs> <laughs> I want words. <laughs> that was very uh, churchy. You're welcome. All right. Last time. It's a wild and crazy doxy party, complete with a half naked house elf <laughs> who is wearing a loincloth. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the gang is trying to make number 12 habitable and creatures trying to keep it nice and filthy and attempting to steal and hide as many black artifacts as you possibly can. And we left off after their little lunch break, which I really wanted one of those sandwiches because they sounded really good. Lunch break. Ooh, ha, ha. Is <laughs> all I <thought> I'd like a summary. <laughs> oh, gosh, that movie. I haven't seen it in a minute. So good. What movie is it? Monty Python, holy crap. Oh, I don't like that movie. Oh. <laughs> the doors thing. Literally <laughs> like my child. You just upset a lot of listeners. Sorry. Did you just pass? <laughs> One of them did. I don't remember what his name was, but. Yeah, he yeah, just passed. <clears throat> so yeah. Harry learns more about Sirius's family, the house that they are currently in, and a bit of Sirius's backstory. Um, and then I said, the spend. When I meant to say, they spend the next few days cleaning the house, working against Creature, because, you know, he wants to save all the things. Mm-hmm. Um, Harry sees some of McGeehan's snippety Snape, and then his anxiety is an all-time high, really, thinking about the trial, and I kept calling it a trial, and it's just really a hearing. Thinking about the hearing and his possibility of being expelled. Um, Dumbledore also makes a visit, but is unseen um, from Harry and company because they were in bed. 
You could call it a trial because they're treating it like that. For sure. I mean, the whole... I just feel like a hearing goes like one day. Yeah. I could be lying. In my head, this is how a hearing, like a hearing is one day, Mm -hmm. but a trial goes on for months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All righty. So let's learn a little bit about the peeps in the most noble house of black. So there's a tapestry that we all... um, Is it of many colors? Yes. We know this well. I love the way they show this in the movie. Mm -hmm. So the tapestry that Creature was trying to protect was across the room, and it hung the length of the wall, which I've got to assume is pretty big, I think, Mm -hmm. especially with how old the family is. And so Harry and the rest of the kiddos follow Sirius over to it. It looks immensely old. It's faded and looks as though Doxy's had gnawed it in places. Nevertheless, the golden thread with which it was embroidered still glinted brightly enough to show them a sprawling family tree dating back, as far as Harry could tell, to the Middle Ages. What? That's cool. Yeah, that's old. Large words. <laughs> Sorry, you're like, that's old. <laughs> <laughs> Large words at the very top of the tapestry read, the noble and most ancient house of black. How do I say this? Tourgis pur. Toujours pur. Toujours. Toujours. Pur. Like a cat? Yeah. Yeah. Pur? Yeah. Meow? Yeah. Right, meow? Yeah. Okay. Toujours meow. (laughs) Toujours meow. Meaning... Always pure in French, referring to the old pure blood family. So Harry scans this and he notices that Sirius isn't on it because he was burned off by his mother after Sirius ran away from home. Creature often likes to tell this tale. When rereading this, um, I'm so used to the movie, which I actually don't watch a ton of the later ones, but like they're so much bigger because they I don't know if it's just their names on here, but like in the movie, it's their face kind of and their name, so it's like a big hole. And they're like, no, it's almost like a cigarette. It just yeah, because think if it's yeah. that old, like it's a lot of names. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's get. I bet it gets like tinier. As it Do goes. you know what I bet Sirius's mom did if she smoked cigarettes? She smoked the real long ones like Corella did. <gasps> oh, oh for sure. sure. Was on the other side of the room was just. <laughs> it's that long. The longer, the longer your cigarette, the more fancy you are. I will <laughs> say that I wanted to like have one of those watch it when I was a kid, not realizing that like smoking's not good for you. Um, but I was like, they just look so fancy, and now I'm like, ooh, gross. You're like, oh, Corella Deville just looks so cool. Well, not her, but other people. Doesn't the lady in in her polka spotted jacket get out of here? Polka spotted, yeah. <laughs> Because it's spots. Sure. It's not dots. Spots from a dog. Okay. That's so sad. All right. Let's move on. So. Poor Dalmatians. Sirius was 16 when he felt like he had had enough of his family. So he ran away to James Potter's house. That was for 16. Sorry. Go ahead. So Harry's grandparents were really good about Sirius running away to them. And they sort of adopted him in kind of a way. So during the school holidays, he stayed with the Potters. Kind of like how Harry stays with the Weasleys. And when Sirius was considered an adult in the wizarding world, which is 17, he got a place of his own and his uncle, how do you say that? Alfred? Mm-hmm. Alfred. Alfred. Because there's an R. Uh, left him a sizable amount of gold. 
And then his uncle was also removed off of the tapestry, most likely because of that same reason. But he was always welcome at the Potters for Sunday lunch. Mm. Sunday roast. Oh, that makes my heart happy. Yeah. I'm so sad like that. It yeah. had to happen, but like as soon as he could, he he got out. But like, go uncle, man. Right. It's pretty great. Right. So Harry then asks a tough question. Why did you leave? Quote, Sirius smiled bitterly and ran a hand through his long, unkempt hair. Because I hated the whole lot of them. My parents, with their pure blood mania, convinced that to be black made you practically royal. My idiot brother, soft enough to believe them. That's him. Sirius jabbed a finger at the very bottom of the tree. At the name Regulus Black. A date of death some 15 years previously, followed by the date of birth. Followed the date of birth, sorry. He totally would have been burned off had they known his real history. Regulus? Oh, for sure. Well, what he did like after? How, yeah. <laughs> I think Regulus and Sirius would have gotten along better had, had they actually communicated. I mean, that's a big part of any relationship. Like I've said, for the past two and a half years we've been doing if this. If I'm 100% communication is key. honest, I don't think that there would there was never any time for that to even be a thought. Which is how everything yeah. happened so quickly. Yeah. I also think, though, I think that he would have been welcomed by, like, James and all of them. Oh, for sure. And Sirius would have been like, dude, like, that's my little brother. You need to leave. Like, you can't can't be friends with us. Yeah. <laughs> Meaning, like, in a sibling way. Mm. Yeah. And then it, he's, like, always around, you know? Yes. I feel like that's what I did to my sister and her si- friend. I almost said her siblings. Her friends. And now, oh my like, gosh. they're my friends, yeah. too. I was always running behind. I was the youngest. Yeah. So I want to read directly from the chapter, and then no. I want to discuss this rule in seven with Regulus. We'll we'll go way deeper later on, but I do think that it's necessary to touch on it, so we're not forgetting. I mean, all this podcast is all about making connections, and there's a ton of them, especially in this book. And every time something like I'm a couple chapters ahead, listening to them. And I'm constantly going <laughs> and making connections. So here we go. The That's last Tiffany. one. I've been doing that because I have a cold. Accurate. So, so this is all about Regulus. Here we go. Quote, he was younger than me, said Sirius, and a much better son, as I was constantly reminded. But he died, said Harry. Yeah, said Sirius. Stupid idiot. He joined the Death Eaters. You're kidding. Come on, Harry. Haven't you seen enough of this house? To tell what kind of wizards my family were, said Sirius testily. Were were your parents Death Eaters as well? No, no, but believe me, they thought Voldemort had the right idea. They were all for the purification of the wizarding race, getting rid of Muggleborns and having pure bloods in charge. They weren't alone either. There were quite a few people before Voldemort showed his true colors who thought that he had the right idea about things. They got cold feet when they saw what he was prepared to do to get power, though. But I bet my parents thought Regulus was a right little hero for joining up first. Was he killed by an or? Harry asked tentatively. Oh, no, said Sirius. No, he was murdered by Voldemort. Or on Voldemort's orders, more likely. I doubt Regulus was ever important enough to be killed by Voldemort in person. From what I found out after he died, he got in so far, then panicked about what he was being asked to do and tried to back out. Well, you don't just hand in your resignation to Voldemort. It's a lifetime of service or death. 
dun 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 for sure so <laughs> it's also like sad though that like yeah he get he got some of the story but he doesn't really like no one really knows that like regulus is trying to help defeat voldemort you know what i mean i get to that give me one second i'm sorry that's fine i love you anyway so we find out a little bit of information from this conversation about the blacks so they were death e- <laughs> i was like why are you ringing the bell don't do that every time during this episode. no so the the black family were death eater and voldemort sympathizers so they weren't act well minus regulus they weren't like actively their intermediate family i should say actively being death eaters but they were definitely like yeah go we'll support you whatever yeah go yeah go Sure thing, broski. We're behind you no matter what. We're supportive parents. But then they're like, ooh, you're doing some dirty things. Nope. Yep. yep. Yeah. So here's something we've kind of touched on before, but I wanted to talk about it. So what Sirius says about Regulus not being important enough to be murdered by Voldemort himself makes me believe that he probably was murdered by Voldemort. Let me say why. One. Look at that guy. He's got that sissy stringy music thing. <laughs> We've been through this. It's a harp. And you know it. No? No? no what? No. You're Disney fans. What is it from? Emperor's New Groove. I was uh, I've never seen that movie. <laughs> All right. Anyways. You've never one. seen that movie? Get I'm out. I've seen it. It oh, was oh, funny. God. Someone will get my joke. <laughs> Thank you. So, number one, Sirius has a way of underestimating the people around him. Wormtail, creature, Bellatrix. Okay. Two, we know that Regulus has a large role in the hiding of a Horcrux. We know from his letter that he found out what the locket was and that he was going to work to destroy it. Voldemort works in secret and keeps all the important information regarding his mortality to himself. Mm -hmm. He could not let a lowly elf and a death eater of what we don't know could be any remarkable position thwart him. Even if Regulus was not necessarily a high-ranking Death Eater, Voldemort would have wanted to take care of him himself so yep. that Regulus could not share the news of Horcruxes with any other Death Eaters who may have been sent to kill him. Or anyone, really. I agree. I think Voldemort killed him. Okay. I always thought he died in the lake, but then it made... Once I realized he had a... Death, he was gap, probably... He's probably he in the, the lake. I agree. Oh, you thought he died in the lake. Correct. Okay. <laughs> I think he made it out. I, I well, agree. he did make it out, didn't he? Because of Creature. Did or was Creature with him? I thought Creature was with him. Yeah, I thought Creature was with he him. called Creature back. And that's how Creature survived. Oh, right. <laughs> Got it. But the house elves yeah. can be called right. pretty much anywhere, right? I don't right, know if right, there's right. any kind of restriction. Correct. So... If I'm correct, I believe that he, he and Creature went back. No, he went back with the, no. Oh, gosh. They went back with the locket and he did die in the lake. So they're saying they don't even think Voldy knows that Regulus died. Yeah. Now that that I'm thinking about it. That really surprises me, though, because of how much he cares about this. Because he told Creature to go and then he was dragged under because Creature told this tale. Okay. I'm an idiot. Because I was thinking, like, I think he died in the lake. Yeah, he did die in the lake. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, had he not died in the lake, I would have been 100% correct. 
but <laughs> he did. He was, he was, he was, he uh, was taken under by the Inferi. I could see Voldemort thinking his plan was so great and good that no one was ever going to find it. So maybe, I mean, I could see him not having any yeah, idea that this happened. You he know also I mean? tends like, to be full of himself with yes. his ideas. Yeah. To the so point where, like, like, he overlooks the simplicity yes, of right. little things. Like you know? elf magic. Didn't yeah. even think about it. I genuinely think that, like, the reason why elves, like, house elves are allowed to, like, apparate in and out of places that, like, they're looked down on so much that they're like, well, they they can't get here. So, like... You know, at Malfoy Manor, like, he's able, Dobby's able to get in and out because they don't even think that they need to put something in place for him to do that. It's my island Not prince moment. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're all going to have I've one. Had, I've had two Thankfully, now. Thankfully, yeah, mine happened God, I'm so earlier. annoying. You know what? But I'm glad no. I thought my way through that. Timmy, in your defense, he did kill him because those inferior True. in the lake because of Voldemort for that himself. reason. True. And Regulus went there True. because he had to get the Horcrux that Voldemort made. All right, I'll, so he, he, I'll he take you. I'll take your niceness yeah. for five hundred. <laughs> Tiffany, I think that you suck. I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> it's okay. She's wearing a hood. I know she doesn't mean it. <laughs> I don't mean it. <laughs> People are gonna be like, "Why are you so mean, to Tiffany?" I love Tiffany. Mm, Tiffany. Anyways, I'm glad I thought my way through that. <laughs> Thanks for bearing with I'm me. I'm just really glad that this I'm not the talk. only one to have an Eileen Prince moment. <laughs> Who else has had one? Have you guys had any? I'm Somebody, sure you I guys have. need to. It's going to happen. No, you need a really embarrassing one. Yeah. <laughs> Like I just said, <laughs> it'll happen. <laughs> I mean, I don't really know who Harry Potter is, so that's my. That's true. Your whole life is an Eileen principal. Yeah. <laughs> true. Anyway, so Molly calls them down, f- calls them for lunch, and it's sandwiches and cake. What kind of cake? What kind of cake do you want? Who's eating cake for lunch, man? That's I don't know. The it's kind Molly. Of stuff I would do like what kind chocolate. Of sa- what kind of sandwich and what kind of cake? Actually, I hate chocolate cake. Why would you say it then? I don't know. I would want. Give me your sandwich first. Victoria sponge cake. No, oh. that's literally the opposite of what I asked for. <laughs> I said, give me your sandwich first. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> ham, spicy ham, capicola. Okay, salami. vegetarian. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and spicy mustard and pickles. Okay. Toasted on a sub with Victoria sponge cake on the side. <laughs> all right katie i'd want like some kind of caprese sandwich lots oh, of cheese good. and lots of tomatoes and spinach okay vegan maybe throw on some avocado because it's delicious What's that? avocado it's <laughs> 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 two island principles <laughs> what's that avocado is this new fruit that the they just discovered i mean all right. And cake, literally probably like a Funfetti cake straight out of the box because it's just delicious. I can get on board with Funfetti. What do you want? No, ice cream cake. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, good. Uh, I would probably <sighs> just take two pieces of wheat bread, slather on some Hellman's mayonnaise, and I would take maybe Munster cheese. I don't have to have it. Some slices of salami and some slices of ham. Slap it together and eat it. Mm. What about so your cake? Yeah, um, I don't know. Maybe ice cream cake. I wouldn't. I don't eat cake for lunch. If Mrs. Weasley gives you cake for lunch, <laughs> eat cake for lunch. All right. I just want to say that they in the chat they said hummingbird cake. Oh mm. my god, 
It's bomb. Is it made so out of birds? Good. No, it's <laughs> like not. It's like spice cake kind of, but with like nuts and banana and pineapple. Sounds awful to me. No, it's so oh good. God. And cream like cheese icing. Dessert, unless it's a pecan pie. So good. Is anybody going to ask me? So good. What do you want? Not a cake. Tiffany, what do you want? Tiffany, what would you like to eat today? I would like a good turkey club. Mm. Ew. Yeah. For I'm you. not super into turkey. Turkey club, bacon, turkey, Swiss. Mm. I like good Swiss cheese. A mater. No. Some lettuce. No. <laughs> and Let then I the uh, want some pudding cake. So here we go. Mm. Sirius was still examining the tapestry. Wait, what kind of cake? Pudding, pudding cake. cake. Oh, okay. Good. Yum. <laughs> Am I allowed to have it? Thank you, Megan. <laughs> Your cake is approved. Stamp. So Sirius was still examining the tapestry because it had been so long since he had looked at it. He said, quote, I haven't looked at this for years. There's Phineas Nigellus, my great great grandfather, see, least popular headmaster of Hog- Hogwarts ever had. Help me out with Hogwash. this. Hogwash. <laughs> and Araminta. Melaflua. Melaflua. Okay. That sounds like a disease. Cousin of my mother's. <laughs> it does. I got the Melaflua. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what I have right now. Sarah. <laughs> I will say it's not that funny. Like, it was funny. I appreciate it. <laughs> I thought it was really funny. Thanks, babe. <laughs> So does Sarah. She's dying. My, over my there. germs don't think so. Keep your mellow fluid to yourself. <laughs> God, I feel like this is one of the first few episodes of the <laughs> podcast right now. Nope. 1.30. <laughs> Anyways, the flu was a cousin <laughs> of my mother's. Tried to force through a ministry bill to make muggle hunting legal. That's Jeez. murder. Jeez. So, okay. Um, uh, that's murder. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It, he calls it muggle hunting, but that that's that's murder. So true. Um, dear Aunt Eladora, she, I like that name. I also like that name. She started. I think it sucks. <laughs> she started the oh family. My God. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> go on. She started the family tradition of beheading house elves when they got too old to carry tea trays. Of course, anytime the family produced someone halfway decent, they were disowned. I see Tonks isn't on here. Maybe that's why Creature won't take orders from her. He's supposed to do whatever anyone in the family asks him. You and Tonks are related, Harry asked, surprised. Oh, yeah. Her mother, Andromeda, was my favorite cousin, said Sirius, examining the tapestry carefully. No, Andromeda's not on here either. Look, he pointed to another small round burn mark between two names. It seems as if she's, like, burning the connection, the gold connection. Yeah, kind of. I think it's in my mind, it's magical thread. Yeah. So, like, say, um, like, the second, like, Lucius and, uh, excuse me, Luscious and Narcissa had Draco. Sewed up. It it was like, here's a new little dude on the chart. Yeah, I got it. I got it. (laughs) Um, So, I think I stopped before I said this. So, he pointed to... Another small round burn mark between two names, Bellatrix and Narcissa. Andromeda's sisters are still here because they made lovely, respectable, pure blood marriages. But Andromeda married a muggle-born, Ted Tonks. So, 
Sirius mimed, blasting the tapestry with his wand and laughed sourly. Harry, however, did not laugh. He was too busy staring at the names to the right of Andromeda's burn mark. A double line of gold embroidery linked Narcissa Black with Luscious Malfoy. Luscious. And a single vertical gold line from their names led to the name Draco. You're related to the Malfoys? The pureblood families are all interrelated, said Sirius. If you're only going to let your sons and daughters marry purebloods, your choice is very limited. There are hardly any of us left. Molly and I are cousins by marriage, and Arthur's something like my second cousin once removed. But there is no point in looking for them on here. If ever a family was a bunch of blood traitors, it's the Weasleys. This makes me think of Irish Catholics in Cleveland, because I swear we're all you either are related to each other by like blood or marriage or you like know someone it's crazy like i even when i like went to work at my first job when i was like what was my first job but like when i was 19 working at the hospital people like oh you're related to this person and this person and like i'm like yep i know them yep i know them like it's crazy you go anywhere like in an irish pub or something yeah you're gonna either see someone you're related to or someone like your cousin's cousin you know what i mean yes this is what makes me think of it we're not (laughs) Like pure blood meanie people, but that's oh, well. a, reading it, I was like, gosh, that's my family. Yeah. There's a lot of us. There are. Um, okay. So next up we have the name Lestrange that stood out to Harry and he knew that how he had Lestrange. heard it. How very Lestrange <laughs> of the name. He knew that he had heard it before, but it gave him an odd feeling in his stomach. And then Sirius informed him that they were in Azkaban. So then he kind of remembers the memory that he saw of Dumbles. Um, So on the Wikia, we have some, I mean, not like we don't know who Bellatrix is, but um, Bellatrix is the eldest daughter of Cygnus and Druella Rosier. The elder sister of Andromeda Tonks and Narcissa Malfoy. She is one of the Sacred 28. She went to Hogwarts in the early 60s and is a Slytherin. Sorry, babe. I know. Um, After graduating, she became a Death Eater and she was fanatically loyal to Lord Voldemort and was among the most dangerous and sadistic of his followers. All the Black Sisters married pureblood wizards, except for Andromeda, who married Ted. And they were disowned. She was disowned. And they were forbidden to talk about her. Honestly, though, like, do you think that in the early days they ever missed their sister? I'm sure. Yes. Because, like, if you think about it now, like, Bellatrix talks really ill of her. And is that just, like hatred building in her mind over the years anger is always a secondary emotion right i'm gonna say that narcissa would maybe miss her but i think bellatrix was so deranged she just instantly was like no she's bad for the family that still can come from a place of hurt though yeah true i think part like i think it grew into like at first they both were like missing their sister and part of bellatrix's bellatrixness is just her hating her sister for what she did to the family and like sullying the line basically mm-hmm. and yeah. i think that's really why she wanted to kill tonks later on you know yeah um but yeah i think i i think that even with Sirius, i think he has those issues where like as much as it sucks and his family was pretty horrible 
um, I think he still is hurt by some of the things that happened. Absolutely. Um, so she escaped from Azkaban in the 1996 mass breakout. What's Azkaban? It's Owl's Caban. Owl's Caban. You're forgiven. Thank you. Um, that happens like now, doesn't it? Pretty soon. I'm trying to see in January. Oh, in January. Okay. So it's this year, but after Christmas, she'll break out. So it's next year. Yeah. Whatever. (laughs) Um, and she is in almost all of the battles of the second wizarding war and then is killed by Molly after attempting to murder Ginny. Go Molly. And one of the best one-liners. Go Molly. You're going to kill her. When we get to it, we're going to say it, but we're not going to say it until now, until then. <laughs> the line that she says. I know, but you said now, and then I looked at you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll say it when we get to it in seven. Got it. Um, okay, so Bellatrix and her husband, Rodolphus, came in with Barty Crouch Jr., said Sirius in the same brusque voice. Rodolphus's brother, Rabastin, was with them, too. And Harry remembered he had seen Bellatrix Lestrange inside Dumbledore's Ponceive, the strange device in which thoughts and memories could be stored. A tall, dark woman with heavy-lidded eyes who had stood at her trial and proclaimed her continuing allegiance to Lord Voldemort, her pride that she had tried to find him after his downfall, and her conviction that she would one day be rewarded for her loyalty. She's not wrong. Rewarded? And then there's rewarded. Right. Um, So Harry starts to say that Sirius never told him that they were related, and it seemed to be a difficult area for Sirius. He snapped at Harry, saying that he doesn't consider her family. He hasn't seen her since he was Harry's age, unless you count him seeing her being brought into Owl's Caban. And asks Harry if he thinks that he likes having relatives like her. And I can, like, kind of understand his frustration, but at the same time, I think that this is just a combination of, like, Sirius being locked up here being on edge, being frustrated. And he's not so much mad that Harry's asking questions. It's just like bad timing. Mm, yeah. Like he would have, he would have easily answered these questions for Harry any other time. Had he not been like on edge about this already. I think he just also, I agree completely, but I also think part of it too, is that he just is, um, I wouldn't say embarrassed, but like sickened that that's his yeah. family. Do you know what for I sure. just had a thought of? I can't imagine. I know it's not. You. I know. <laughs> I know it's not on anybody, but the Horcrux is in that room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it mm-hmm. is. He could be affecting Sirius. How far is their reach? Yeah. He's also like right next and to Harry. And like so. Molly's on edge. Sirius is on edge. Just Harry's saying. on edge. Just saying. Are Surprisingly, nasty. Ron is not really affected by it yet right now, but... He's got his future wife. I with think him. when he puts it on, it like it just puts those things into his head. I yeah, think it just amplifies. I just like, wonder. He's got a lot like, of insecurities. It affects and it just people differently. It. I would agree. I wonder if it can but affect also people think, like this from a distance. From a distance, maybe like it. It's affecting the people that like Sirius is already vulnerable. He's in a place where he hates. He lo- hate loathes being in his house that he grew mm-hmm. up in. He has horrible memories. Harry's already had a pretty crappy summer. A crappy couple of years anyways and is even if he's not thinking about his hearing and possibly being expelled it's always on the back of his mind so he's going through it molly obviously had a bad summer with percy and now they're here and she's worried sick about her kids and harry and all of the things mm-hmm. um so they're probably like you know when you're like 
your immune system is like low and then the germ comes in and then you get sick kind of thing tell me about it so you're Medicine. more they're more susceptible to it because they're already like their emotions are heightened where like yeah. ron's probably like that's my new head just cannon. worried about the sandwich his mom made that's my new head cannon yeah yeah i like it i mean it definitely plays into probably how serious treats Mm-hmm. people in that house and he's just on edge the whole time and um basically he like on top of that like he really is just sad about being stuck in that house again mm-hmm. and i super don't blame him and i think that harry starts to realize that because he like compares it to privet drive in his head Correct. yeah so he's like privet drive is the prime example i think this is why Sirius and Harry relate so well. They really do have a lot in common. This doesn't really help with Sirius's idea of Harry basically being James. Mm. But really, they can relate to each other well in this moment. Yeah. Um, Sirius does admit that it's perfect for headquarters, though. His father put every security measure known to wizard kind on it. It's unplottable, so muggles cannot find it. And he says, not that they would even want to. Mm-hmm. Um. And now with Dumbledore's protections on top of that, it's even safer. So I pulled up on the lexicon what unplottable means. Um, It's a term which is used to describe a magical effect on a place which makes it impossible for wizards or muggles to plot its location on a map or even find it if they go looking. Hermione suggested that this may have been done to Durmstrang and Bobatons mm-hmm. to make it harder to locate them. Mm-hmm. Hogwarts also has wards and spells on it to hide its true nature from muggles, but it is apparently not unplottable. Um, the room of requirement is unplottable, and that's why it doesn't appear on the Marauders map. And then there were some interesting conversations. I, I think it's in the. Ch- I think it was in the Facebook group, but they were talking about how. Um, they were discussing whether or not Hogwarts was unplottable. And according to the lexicon, it is not. But also they were having conversations. Well, like, how could the Marauders map even exist, exist if it's unplottable? And I think that that right there is the clue to us that it is plottable because the map was created. So, like, mm-hmm. it can be. But, like, then you can see, like, the room of requirement is unplottable. And that's why it's not on there. And yes. What if that spell didn't, like, when they first started building Hogwarts wasn't a thing maybe because hogwarts, hogwarts is so older old. than durmstrang or bobaton probably i don't know i want to say yes I know it's but older i have than no reason to by a long time yeah it is older than over um, because it was built in like well, 10 yeah, 50 or something roughly yeah but like is it i, I don't know i don't know um we know number 12 is unplottable the ministry of magic in burkina Faso has designated certain forests unplottable as runes for reservations, according to Fantastic Beasts. There are certain areas in the forests that were designated that to protect them, which is that's like an interesting way to think about how like this type of magic can be used within um, like government. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Say it again. So, like, there are certain areas in in um, forests that are unplottable to help the rune spore population be protected, hmm. according to Fantastic Beasts. Wouldn't hmm. that be nice? Because they can keep poachers out, right? Like, we could protect tigers, or we could protect elephants by like making their land unplottable so that people can't find it. I would love that. According that cool? to the Wikia, or like the Amazon rainforest. Um, it says that it's founded somewhere before the 2090s. Um, 
and basically say because in the third fourth book talking about the Triwizard Tournament how like uh was founded some 700 years before in 1994 according to Goblet of Fire in the 12th chapter implying that Hogwarts Bobatons and Durham starring all existed by the 2090s but like it says that somewhere say like that, when they yeah, started yeah yeah but it says somewhere that um Hogwarts was founded like literally like 1058 or something roughly yeah um, and then the last place that we know of to be unplottable is Quidditch Marsh, mm. the birthplace mm. of Quidditch. So that is cool. That's cool. Um, also, on top of all of those protections, Dumbledore is also secret keeper. And that's why the note that Harry read was written in Dumbledore's handwriting so that Dumbledore told him directly about Grimald Place so that he could see it. Um, so the Wizarding World website has an article that they pulled back from Pottermore from JK Rowling about being a secret keeper. Yeah. And I know this, that we this have... always like, I don't know for some reason secret keeper gets people. Yeah. It's like, well, some people just don't understand how it works or mm-hmm. like, I know that we've talked about it before, but like, I just yeah. feel like this is such a big thing and such a, such a big part of the books. It's important to like touch on it every time we like hear about it. Let's you know? do it. So the Fidelius charm is extreme. This is J.K. Rowling's writing. The Fidelius charm is extremely ancient and still used to this day. It involves the concealment of information inside a living person. The chosen person or secret keeper is the only person who is thenceforth capable of revealing the protected information to others, however many previously knew it. If the secret keeper shares the hidden information, the person to whom he or she has confided it will be bound by the Fidelius charm and find it impossible to pass the information on. So that means that, like, Harry traveled with the, what did they call themselves? With the advance guard um, to number 12 Grimald Place. Even if Mad-Eye wanted to tell him that Grimald Place was headquarters, the Order of the Phoenix... He physically couldn't because of the Fidelius charm. It literally made him withhold that information. It wasn't like he chose not to. It was mm. a spell that forced him to not be able to. And Yeesh. sometimes I think that people forget. We that. forget about that. Yeah, because I did. Um, so the Fidelius charm is not without its weaknesses. If the secret keeper wishes to do so, they may divulge the information at any time. Although the secret cannot be forced, bewitched, or tortured out of a secret keeper. Who does not wish to give up their secret. It must be given voluntarily. So that's why a couple other people were like, well, why isn't Veritaserum used? Or, um, you know, like, why can't they, like, force it out of them somehow? And it's like, again, that's part of the magic. You literally can't. Um, If the secret keeper dies, anyone to whom he or she has confided the information will become a secret keeper. So that is where it gets really fishy and that's kind of one of like that's kind of one of the um weaknesses to it because like we can see later in the series because Dumbledore dies that means everybody who knew of it became a secret keeper so to them they thought that Snape was bad well Snape is a secret keeper because Dumbledore died so because of that then they thought in their mind that meant that the other side knew about it right because snape would have told them but he didn't did no i just i just never connected in my brain (laughs) 
So that's why they abandoned 12 Grimald Place mm-hmm. after Dumbledore dies. Um, and Snape does his Snape things and goes to the other <laughs> side. Snape does his uh, Snape things. Snape, Snapes. Um, Snapes are going to Snape, you know? Yes. It's so irritating thinking of this and thinking, like, you chose Peter. You know what I mean? Oh. Good. I, I know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but realistically, would, we would not have a book series if they chose Sirius or Remus. Right. I mean, we can we can say these things all we want, but... Yeah. I, I think know. that every single thing that has happened it's, has to happen. Just for the story? <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you can't go back and change things because it would change everything. Right. Don't step on a butterfly if you go back in time. You know? Why? Stay in your time machine. Because you never know, The Megan. ripple effect. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so because of that one weakness, this could involve many people, any of whom might be willing to share the secret. So that means that Dumbledore told, I'm going to guess, probably like close to 50 people, right? Because those are all the people that needed access to headquarters. 50? I mean... 50? 50. Yeah, maybe. Or you could just, you know, hashtag keep the secrets. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we have, I mean, alone with the Weasleys, we've got 10 50 because all the kids were there 50 they yeah. said that they know about of about 20 but they suspect there's more count them i don't know them. count it i'm estimating not a secret keeper and i'm not <laughs> taking my number back 50 tiffany Vinny, 50. Vinny, 50 this is gonna take some each. time but give me a rough f- rough number oh my goodness and i want names <laughs> <laughs> if anybody can do it it's him oh my god <laughs> on who is in the order of the phoenix at this moment in time and knows about 12 grimald place he knew so generally he just asked on what oh. generally speaking being a secret keeper is a dangerous position to occupy it is such a serious and binding enchantment that few would undertake it lightly in spite of the fact that the secret can only be given up given up voluntarily many have been subjected to the imperious and cruciatus curses in an effort to make them share their information but it ain't working. Mm-mm. So it does not have to give Sirius a sort of satis. Hold on. It does have to give Sirius a sort of satisfaction to see his parents' house get used for something like this, though, I would think. Um, he says, I wouldn't mind if I just if I could just get out occasionally and do something useful. I've asked Dumbledore whether I can escort you to your hearing as snuffles, obviously, so I can give you a bit of moral support. What do you think? And I said, yeah, right. <laughs> Why do you think that, that he's going to let you go to the Ministry of Magic? You should at least let him out for walks. But the problem is Aww. that they think that... Just a pooch on a walk. Just a pooch on a walk. I know, but like Peter would have told them what his animagus form looks like. Yeah, but who's in that area? Put a collar on him, a freaking leash. Why doesn't he... Disillusion and charm or something on you, on yourself. You know, transform and then transfigure yourself to a different dog. Yeah. Like he could be any pooch he wanted to be. Yeah. What I would do. Maybe magic doesn't work that way, guys. This is what I would do. Magic is going to magic. Put a collar on him. He's on a leash. They don't know. I take a little bit of muggle, put it in the pallet juice potion, drink it. We're going for a walk. We're going to go play in the little park. Mm-hmm. I'm down. I'm typing in. So anyway, (laughs) um, Harry felt his stomach sink because he had been doing an awfully good job at forgetting about the hearing. 
Um, so a crushing sense of dread returned to him. And I love that wording because it is just like so accurate to how something like that feels. It's like you know something that you're dreading is approaching and you forgot about it and then something reminds you and it's literally just this feeling that like takes over your stomach and like your chest and your shoulders and you're just like, oh, it's like dread. a bucket of ice It's the water. worst. Um, so Harry wonders how the Weasleys and Hermione would feel if he didn't go back to Hogwarts with them. And, and I said, this is his anxiety. Of course they would be sad. Of course they would be sad if he couldn't go back to Hogwarts. But in his mind, he's coming up with all these scenarios in his head, which again is just a perfect example of what anxiety is and does. And it sucks. Yeah. So Sirius tries to console him and he goes, I'm sure they're going to clear you. There's definitely something in the international statute of secrecy about being allowed to use magic to save your own life. So again, looked up in the lexicon, what the international statute of secrecy is brief refresher. It's a wizarding law that was instituted way back in 1689 and put fully into effect in 1692 in order to hide the existence of witches and wizards from the muggles who persecuted them. This law was at least in part a direct outcome of the Salem witch trials of 1692 and 93 in Massachusetts. Although many also cite the delegation of wizards who went to the British monarchs, William and Mary, circa 1690, asking for but failing to get protection of the wizarding population under Muggle law. So Harry asks if they do expel him, if he can come live here with Sirius. And I'm actually kind of surprised Sirius doesn't just say, of course. He just says, we'll see. And I'm thinking... Does he know about the protection of Privet Drive and Petunia at this point? Because I'm going to assume after Prisoner of Azkaban, he brings it up to Harry. Mm-hmm. And then it's not brought up again. So I kind of have this headcanon that Sirius must have gone to Dumbledore yes. and asked. Yes. And then he was so persistent about it. He wouldn't give it up that Dumbledore finally was like, okay, let me tell you why. And... Sirius probably knows so that's why he like he doesn't want to say yes he doesn't want to say no he doesn't want to say yes because do you really think it was that hard for him for Dumbledore to tell him though I don't think it would be well I think possibly because well why was it such a big deal for him to just not tell Harry about the he didn't want to tell Harry anything I know exactly Harry also never asked what if he asked like what if he went up to Dumbledore and he's like why do you make me go back to my he he didn't tell him he he said he said something to the effect that um, when it was time, when he was ready, he would know. Just keep <laughs> smacking your old lips with that little cough drop, Missy. I mean, I don't have a cough drop. Yeah, I feel like no. I feel like there was a reason why Dumbledore didn't tell him about that, and I can't remember why. But Dumble, yeah, Dumbley's gonna Dumble. Um, like a but I kind of, <laughs> I kind of have have had canon that Sirius must have pressed. Because he wanted Harry to live with him. So Dumbledore was like, dude, he's not going to give it up without me telling him more information. So he did, like, at least partially tell him why he had to go back. At least the part like, well, Lily's protection and because Lily and Petunia were blood relatives, the protection lives on in Petunia. So he has to go back there. And then I'm sure Sirius would be like, well, it's best for Harry. Okay, I understand. It would have been hard for him to say that, but he would have come to terms with it eventually. I wonder yeah. if part of it is also thinking like he now is living back at the he- place where he hated it. He hates it now, and he knew how it was growing up for him, and he doesn't want Harry to go through that. 
even mm-hmm. though Harry wouldn't have the same experience. Right. Partially. Place. Yeah. There's a lot of I feel like it had to have been because Dumbledore told him, though. I don't know. But anyway, that's why I think that he just kind of said, like, we'll he, see. He let it go. Because he, he wants to, it. like, let him down <laughs> softly. Like, I'm not going to tell you no because I don't want to tell you no. But I can't tell you yes. So we're going to say we'll see. Yeah. So Harry pressures him by saying he'd feel a lot better about the hearing if he knew he didn't have to go back to the Dursleys. And Sirius tells him they must be that bad if he preferred this place. (laughs) And I was like, if only you knew, Sirius. Correct. If only you knew. Let's talk about the junk in the trunk. (laughs) A.K.A. stuff in the most noble house of black. So Mrs. Weasley's like, hey, you guys, you know, food's going to be all gone. Come eat some sandwiches and cake. Come eat Uh, some Sammies. Yep. I like it so much. Harry tries really hard to not think about the hearing that he was just rudely reminded of while they go back to cleaning. Um, And many of the objects that they find seem very reluctant to leave their dusty shelves. Sirius even gets a bad bite from a silver snuff box. And his hand, gross, instantly turns all crusty like a tough brown glove in a matter of seconds. So he fixes it up no problem, and he says that it must have been full of wart cat powder. And all I could find about that is how it described his hand, and then I guess it can be used in potions such as the fire protection potion, which I think is really cool, because, like, dragon hide gloves, you could probably use that, but that's like it's kind of like you're encasing your body in what some sort of... What is a wart of. cap? Could you find anything about that? No, I, I didn't look that up. I just looked up powder. Um, so he throws that in the box... He throws the box into the trash, and Harry sees George go over there with a cloth and put that in his already doxy-filled pocket. So Mm -hmm. who knows what that'll be used on for the uh, joke shop. So let's talk about some of the other things that they found. They find an unpleasant-looking silver instrument. Yes. It says that it might be a mushroom. Oh, I can see that. Yeah, it makes sense. The monster blog of monsters says... (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'll love it. That the wart cap is an unusual pale brown growth found in some woods. Completely harmless if eaten. It can also be dried and powdered to make a prank material, which causes the skin of those it touches to form a thick, hard crust. Often with odd, small protrusions as the fungus's cap does. So it's like real. Like real, real. Yeah. Thank you for looking that up. On the furrow, furrow? The furrow, furrow. So they find another weird instrument. It looks like a many-legged pair of tweezers, and it scuttles up Harry's arm like a spider. Uh, No thanks, I'm out, bye. (laughs) Sirius smashes it with a book, though, so no worries. There's a music box that plays this weird tune, and they all feel like weak and sleepy, and then Ginny slams it shut, and they all come back to their senses. There was a heavy locket none of them could open. (coughs) Hello, Horcrux. (laughs) What up? Dude, but this moment comes back in seven when Harry's stomach drops. When he I'm realizes that butt. that was one of the things that they threw away. I'm air quoting. She's you can't see me. Always good at doing that. Like, I know. You remember I when, love it. When, you know, I forget which book it was when they, they talk about um, Harry's in Filch's office. And yes. They, um, is it Peeves that threw it or nearly had the snake? Someone threw the... Vanishing um, cabinet. Vanishing cabinet. Yeah. Oh. And broke it. That's how it got that's broken. That's how it got broken. Oh my and, God. Um, and then you see uh, the necklace that 
Draco uses. I believe yep. it's in the yes. second book. Yeah. Um, oh, in the, the uh huh. Yep. 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 It's amazing. I just, sneaky, I just absolutely love it because Harry like comes back in seven, and he's remembering this moment. He's like remembering them going through the stuff, and then he's like. Uh, uh, those because like tics, man it's one of those moments where it's like it's not like you can remember where you put it and there's a mm-hmm. place you could even begin to look yeah. you literally think i put that in a garbage bag yeah and threw it out but also, then but he, like these things it. we know like they're doing like they're not just like it's not just a necklace it's not just right. a jewelry like box. you like, should have discarded you, of those things probably better yeah you might not just want to toss them to open it mm-hmm. they all yeah. tried to open it not knowing also though like Allegedly, Harry can then feel the hor- Horcruxes in Seven. So, like, why ain't he feeling anything now? Feel Maybe them? he is, but he just like doesn't recognize it. Maybe it's just <laughs> kind of like muddled by his PTSD, he and it's to, just like con- not coming through. To control, he finally learns to like utilize. Mm-hmm. Okay, don't look at me like that. I just don't see like how anyone would be able to like. I feel like that's a horcrux. Well, it's all dark. Well, like, I almost said, said, I almost said it's all dirty magic. It dirty magic. Harry doesn't even know what a horcrux is at that at this point. True is true. So how would he even know he, what yeah, that he feeling doesn't know would himself. be? Right. Oh. <laughs> all right, moving on. <laughs> they found an order of Merlin first class is awarded to Sirius's grandfather for services to the ministry. And Sirius says, well, that's because he gave them a lot of gold. That's for first class. Sorry, I also not like the gold. Oh, gold. Think about people. People do that. Like you know what I mean. In real oh time yeah. Life. Yeah. Oh yeah. The Malfoys do it in this as well. Mm-hmm. And then he uh, threw it away. So a creature comes in several times to try and smuggle things out under his loincloth. <laughs> How much? Can you that's what I'm wondering. <laughs> it's magical. <laughs> it's got an undetectable extension. Magical loincloth. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> and he mutters horrible curses every time he gets caught of course so it got to the point where Sirius literally had to wrestle this big gold ring that had the black crest on it and creature burst into furious tears and left the room sobbing under his breath and calling Sirius names Harry had never heard before first of <laughs> all I know first of all this makes me sad for creature yeah. He's messed up. He really loved Sirius's mother, and I'm sure she yeah. probably wore that ring, and it reminds him of her. And he's sobbing. He's it, sad. It was probably it was probably a, uh, a male ring. It they was, usually yeah. wear the crest on like their pinky fingers. It was his like. dad's. Yeah. Whatever. You don't know that <laughs> for sure. Because he says, "No, this ring was also." He says, "This is my dad's," which he also threw away. And he says, quote, creature wasn't quite as devoted to him as my mother, but I still caught him snogging a pair of my father's old trousers last week. What does he mean by <laughs> snogging I don't know. A pair? I don't you know what he, he means. Literally was. He probably was just like holding on real tight. <laughs> right. Know, and, and he's just being overdramatic. Sniffing? No, like, you know, just being like, overdramatic. Like, old have like their smell. Yes. That's what I mean. Not like. But like literally using the word snogging, I like picture him like making out. I think with it these. was an embellishment. I, yeah, I agree. Mm. I think it was a seriousism. Oh, okay. I was saying. like, are there don't other ways to I'm use like, that word? Mm, you don't know that. In the ring. And then you didn't know that. That was fun. <laughs> Just call this Tiffany's Eileen Prince episode. 
All right. So fast forward over the next couple of days. Mrs. Weasley keeps them hard at work. Work, um, work, 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 work. The drawing room took three days to decontaminate. Dang. The only things left in there were the black family tapestry because it would not come off the wall and yeah. the rattling writing desk because Moody hadn't dropped by headquarters yet. So they still didn't know quite what was inside. That sounds like a title for a really good uh, poem. The rattling writing desk. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Someone write a poem for me. Thanks. So they moved from the, they moved to a dining room on the ground floor where they found spiders as large as saucers in the dresser and Ron and myself left the room hurriedly to make a <laughs> cup of tea and didn't return for an hour and a half. That I would, would be have been me. with you. Yeah. A nope. saucer. Nope. Those aren't small. It's the well, size the of a saucer. Do you think the body was the size of a saucer or the whole thing including Dude, the Dude, either way, I'm not there. <laughs> I hope their <laughs> bodies were. Is that here? Anyway, <laughs> there was think China. how loud I would have screamed slash oh, any of them. Oh, do you think Ron screamed? No. Or do you think he was just, he saw one look and his internally, internal, internally was like, Nope. Yeah. Like, you know what? I'm real thirsty. Gotta go make me a cup of tea. <laughs> that would I'll be, be right back. I gotta go. And he found some china, which was also thrown away by Sirius. Old photographs and tarnished silver flame flames. Silver frames. Silver and flames. as he threw them away and the glass <laughs> smashed, they would shriek. What? Yeah. Ooh. Sorry, I ah! just like I'm that. sorry. Ah! Snape That's might have bananas. said they were cleaning, but Harry felt more like they were waging war. Who said the they're house. cleaning? Snape. Oh. He's like, oh, you guys are just cleaning because he likes to rub that in Sirius's face. Oh, okay. <laughs> and he thinks the house is putting up a pretty good fight, especially with this right-hand man creature. Um, a creature's still trying to get anything he can out of the trash bags. I mean, but thank goodness mm-hmm. he does. True. Um, and Sirius goes as far as to threaten him with clothes. And Creature says, Master must do as Master wishes. But as he turns so away, fancy. he starts muttering. Say it. Say it. What? Like Creature would. No, that's Sarah's job. Come on. <laughs> Sarah's job. How did I do it? But Master. <laughs> <laughs> but Master will not turn Creature away. No, because Creature knows what they're up to. Oh, yes. He's plotting against the Dark Lord. Yes, with these mudbloods and traitors and scum. So Blood Sirius master. literally grabbed him by his loincloth and threw him from the room. Did anybody get flashed? Probably. <laughs> little house elf butt. Little saggy house elf butt. Oh and Hermione's not happy. Lying out the door. Animal cruelty? <clears throat> you mean house elf cruelty? Yeah. It's creature cruelty. Of course it is. Um, I love that creature was like so sassy. Not okay. He's like, you know, master must do as he sees fit. Whatever. Filthy mud for Um. I'll try to get through my section without coughing. I uh, apologize for coughing through this entire section of a podcast. We're sick of it. Frankly. I know. <laughs> Sasa's also sick of it. Oh, Sasa. So people were coming in and out of the house. Um, they're ringing that dang doorbell, waking up the mama in the portrait. Uh, yeah. Waking up the mama. <laughs> so dang Harry and Cooney, they don't really get to see or hear much of like what was happening. But Harry saw Snape several times, but thankfully he never had to go um, come face to face with him. He also got a glimpse of McGonagall, who I guess he said was um, odd to see her dressed in a muggled dress and coat. Who Ooh, was? McGee. McGee. Right. You looking fly Snape in that was. muggle dress. <laughs> <laughs> Throwback I mean, to third year. <laughs> yeah. Um, And so uh, there were a couple other people that 
um, he mentions that we're like kind of helping them while they were cleaning and all that stuff. So Tonks obviously was around. Um, so she helped him while she was there. And one afternoon she, they was, she was helping them um, with a particularly nasty ghoul that was in a toilet. And they literally describe it as murderous. Are they friends with Moaning Myrtle? Listen, probably not. Myrtle's friends. So this, um, on the um, lexicon, it talks about ghouls. They're slimy, buck-tooth, ugly creatures which live in the attics or barns of wizards. They're dim-witted and are content to throw things around now and then. Ghouls are relatively harmless creatures who live on spiders and moths. Um, so we know that there's a ghoul that lives in the burrow, the attic of the burrow above Ron's room, and they make him, or they pretend spider that he's goit. Ron with spider grot, right? Spider goit. Goit, goit, goit. It's got an R. Spatagroit. Does it have an R? I'm looking at the word. I said it right. I said it right. Spatagroit. 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 Oh, you got spatagroit. <laughs> <laughs> sure. What does Florence sound like with uh, Malflua? Whatever. Is that it? <laughs> Malflua. <laughs> well, Florence will read the next section. So she sounds go, exactly go, the go. same as she always does, realistically. She's a little got bit, a little bit like, of a deeper voice. She sounds a little bit like <laughs> Harriet. <laughs> go. So Lupin was staying at the house. I can't do it. I can't do Florence and like read things. I can't do it. Florence doesn't like to read, all right? Neither uh, does Sarah. <laughs> I love to read. I just sometimes have t- trouble reading out loud. True. Yeah. Um, so Lupin was staying at the house along with Sirius. Oh, we shared a room together. I wonder what, they they what room together. is? Uh, nope, Lupin's sleeping in. Sirius is. Oh. Looking at what them posters like, on the wall. I mean, if they weren't together, I mean, they are I know now. in in the story they aren't, but like in the storyline, I think of them as like the brothers. From Step Brothers. Oh my god. We have so <laughs> much room for activities. So he's staying at the house with Sirius, but he leaves for like lengths of time because he's doing some work for the Order. But while he was there, he helped them out with the grandfather clock that was shooting heavy bolts at passerbys. That's, that would hurt. Yeah. Especially yeah. if it's like really coming at you. Like probably more so than an ice cube on your toe. <laughs> Tiffany. R.A.P. <laughs> Toe. It's still there. It's still alive. It's still good. It's still good. <laughs> so Mundungus um also is there and he um actually helped to save Ron from a rogue wizard's robes. Let's go. That were trying to strangle him. And Molly was like a little less cold to him after that. She was grateful that he helped save her son. Were they dress robes? <laughs> I think they were purple. <laughs> Where are they, Aunt Tessie's? Smell like my great aunt Tessie. Oh. Tessie. Uh, so Harry was not sleeping well because obviously he has PTSD and anxiety about his upcoming. I want some trip. It's not a trip. And depression. Yeah, he's, he's got, got it all. Jinx, you want me to go? There's one upstairs. So Harry's still not sleeping well. Ooh, I just said sleeping in a bad way. He is having <laughs> dreams about locked doors and corridors. Mm, wonder what that's about. And, and Dumbledore's. <laughs> I'm like, that's a lot of doors. Um, and we know, you know, if you really think about it, it's the ministry. He's thinking about the prophet. He's a seer. The prophet. The prophecy. <laughs> <laughs> that daily prophet. It's just on my brain. I was thinking about the prophet. <laughs> 
He's <laughs> thinking about the Department of Mysteries. Is that what you meant? Yeah, the prophecy is what I meant to say. But I stopped. <laughs> Sorry. I've got the Malafluor, right? <laughs> um, so they, his <laughs> dreams are making his scar prickle. And in spite of all of these things, Harry was finally having fun this summer. That Once the action the of the day was over, though, mm-hmm. his thoughts about the ministry trial and the potential expulsion came roaring back into the forefront of his mind. And this is from the book. It says fear jabbed at his insides like needles as he wondered what was going to happen to him if he was expelled. The idea was so terrible that he did not dare voice it aloud. And then a little later on, it still says this. Sometimes he could not prevent his imagination showing him a faceless ministry official who was snapping his wand in two and ordering him back to the Dursleys. And I said, anxiety. It's fun. Said no one ever. Yeah. Cause that's literally reading that. I'm like, that's me having anxiety every day being like, I'm going to imagine this situation 15 different ways. All of which no, 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 like none of them really come true. Right. And then you go through the situation. You're like, and, Oh, and a lot of so them, bad. a lot of them are like in no real world. Right. Yeah. Right. Accurate. Yeah. Yep. It's like, you imagine you're going to like, say you have to like go up to like someone and check in. They're going to be like, you don't even exist. It's something, something real dumb. You know what I mean? Like, and never in a million years, yeah. they're just going to be like, yeah. all right, cool. Like you're for your appointment or whatever. Yep. It's crazy. So, um, the evening before Harry was set to go to the ministry, Molly tells him that she ironed his best clothes mm. and she wants him to wash his hair that night so he can make a, the best first impression. And she says a good, impre- good first impression can work wonders. And this makes me think of, it just is a good, nice thing, you know? Um, I remember my cousin got in trouble in high school and she had to go to court and she was mad, like upset that like she wasn't still in high school so she could go like in her school uniform. Like you're crazy. It was nothing bad. It was just dumb stuff. And she was fine. Um, and then hearing this, you know, really he's like having a good time. They're having a good meal. And it, it almost like Molly bringing it up quiets everybody. Um, and for Harry, it's like a lead balloon, you know, in his stomach. And so he then asks how he's getting there. I'm not sure how Harry missed it, but it's uh, take your son's best friend to work day tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) So Arthur's going to take Harry with him in the morning and then he can wait in his office before the trial starts. And I keep calling it a trial. It's a hearing. Same thing. Um, So Harry is. (laughs) I don't know why I want to do it. Harry looks to Sirius because of the conversation they had earlier about him going at Snuffles, but Molly kind of beats him to the answer. I think she like knew what he was going to ask um, and says, D- basically, Dumbledore doesn't think it's a good idea for Sirius to go to the ministry. And Sirius cuts Molly off before we can assume she's going to say that she agrees with Dumbledore. And he also is like, it's a good, like, that's good. Like, I can't go kind of thing. Um, and he doesn't seem pleased. And, you know, I think a part of him obviously wants to be there for Harry, but I think a other part of him is just really sick and tired of being cooped up in the house. Yeah. Um, I also want to point out props to like Molly for making sure that he's got like a nice, like his clothes are all nice and pressed and like, yeah, he's going to look sweet. good. It's just a mom thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so Harry's surprised that Dumbledore said that to Sirius and he wants to know uh, when he did. And it seems that he visited the headquarters the night before while he and the other younger people were in bed. And so neither Sirius or Harry are pleased. 
Harry, hearing that Dumbledore was there and didn't ask for him, makes him feel worse, if that's even possible. Oh, Harry. Yeah. Harry. Yeah. Sad tweet, man. It is a sad tweet, but... Things are necessary. We got some... But, like... Uh, all right, I... LBRs. I have to read the first ones. All right, pull up those lightning bolts. Okay. Tiffany, bolts taking away this one. Bolts of lightning. Bolts of lightning. Can you read the question? Bolts of lightning. Go. What is your name? <laughs> what is your quest? <laughs> what is your favorite color? <laughs> That's from Vinny. <laughs> I love um, when he's fighting like, the Black Knight and he like cuts his arm off and he's like, Merely a flesh <laughs> My name's Stephanie. My quest is being awesome and my favorite color is swish purple. My name is Megan. My quest is to podcast for life. And my favorite color is green. My name is Katie. My quest is to eat all the snacks. And my favorite color is orange. They call me Sasa. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> my quest is to become healthy again. To breathe oh. normal, to not have a cough. And my favorite color is pink. It also depends on the situation, but I'd what say pink. What is the velocity of an unladen swan? All right, you can go back. <laughs> Rebecca Morton would like to know, why do you think the blacks weren't full on Death Eaters? Why wouldn't they want to be affiliated supporters? Maybe they still they needed they to were, play both sides. I think they thought they were too good for Voldemort. Ooh. Mm. Like... Like uh, too good for the Dark Lord. Yeah, like dang. I'll, like I agree with you, but I'm gonna let you do all the dirty work, and I'm just gonna sit here and reap benefits, and just say, yeah, 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 he's doing the right mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I'd like to think that they're tr- still trying to be like, oh, well, we're with you if you win, but we're with the Ministry if they win. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. They flighty. Yep. Because really, literally Malfoyish. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's quite Malfoyish. Uh, Vinny would like to know which family tradition would you implement lim- implement on your magical family? Oh, like if you were Ted Tonks and you married Andromeda, you know what I'm saying? No. That's a cool question. What? So, like, if you you as a Muggle married okay, first of all, I'm a not magical a person. <laughs> what one of your family traditions would you implement on uh, your magical family? Well, he's not a, he's Muggle born, so he is he's got magic. Well, right, but he grew up in a muggle family. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't know. Whatever I do in the holidays. <laughs> but really, what do they do on the holidays that like is crazy different than what we do? You Nothing. Know I mean? I'm just saying, like, whatever no. I do on the holidays, like, that's what we're doing. Do they hunt Easter eggs? Because I want to hunt Easter eggs. Well, England has the tradition of like the big Easter egg, don't they? I want little ones, multitudes of them. I want them. both. Okay. All of them. I don't do Easter eggs. <laughs> I want to feast. I want to be feast. <laughs> <laughs> I want it now. Um, My mom literally called I me the other day. What was I doing? Let's go eggs for Easter. That's a good question, but I, it's like I don't have an answer right now. Yes, yeah, I mean think. that's cool. Um, Y'all two muggles are married that anyway. I do, <laughs> that I would implement on my magical family. What's something I do that they don't do? Go to theme parks. I would make them go to theme parks. It's just like magic. <laughs> <laughs> I would be like, 
hop on a plane. We're going to Disney World. <laughs> See you later. I would make them do muggle things for punishment. <laughs> like, like you waiting. have to cook your food. Remember in how the microwave <laughs> like, Ron couldn't use magic to clean the trophy room? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I would do. I would be like, I would like, you know how like nowadays parents um change the wi-fi password i don't i just see this on the internet i don't know if it's true but like i i would do this if i had kids where i would change the password and once everything to magic (laughs) i would like put a spell to be like a magic blocking spell or something got it being like once you do your chores and you can't use magic got it or like if they're grounded take your wand away yeah, but then you'll just have the kids. They'll be like, "Fine, I'll just do magic emotionally and make things explode." <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna think really hard, and I'll wind up on the roof. Oh my god! If a kid ever tells you that they're gonna hold their breath until they die because they want to get their way, they're just gonna pass out and start breathing. So just let them do it. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm not lying. I just told she's. They're like. They literally, like, if you hold your breath, your body literally is just going to make you pass out so you breathe again. That's That's crazy. hilarious. <laughs> and oh also, no kid's going to do that. You know what I mean? They're going to, like, do it and be like... <laughs> and she's uh, ready to go. Maui Potter asks, do we know what happened to Harry's grandparents? James and Lu- Lily had him so young. You would think unless they were also killed, they would still be alive to take Harry when he's a baby. They I died. think... Well, one had dragon pops, yes, right? Yes, dragon Here, I'm looking it up. <laughs> We know that... <coughs> We know that James's parents were elderly anyways because yes. they had him late in life. Um, and they, I think they all, I think all of his grandparents were dead before or while he was like still a baby, like under a year old. Oh, okay. Here we so go. So that's literally like Petunia is literally his only blood relative. All right. Peverell's. The Flema and Euphema live long enough to see. James marry a muggle-born girl called Lily Evans, but not to meet their grandson, Harry. Dragonpox carried bo- both of them off within days of each other. Yikes. Due to their advanced age, and James Potter then inherited the Ignotus Peveril's invisibility cloak. So, <laughs> yeah, Dragonpox, man. <laughs> Sad. Vinny just said... That someone from Orange County goes, I'm going to like turn into an obscurist and you will so are going to so regret it. Oh my God. It's like my, <laughs> that's like nineties, man. Well, my cousin, my uncle got a new job and he's moving, um, him and his family to another state. They're just oh. going to Michigan. Yeah. And they have three daughters and the middle daughter literally is me. And she told her parents she's in seventh grade and it's hard, you know, they're in school. Um, they're going to finish this year out. He's already there. I believe. Um, and she told her parents that she's like, I'll move. She's like, but I'm not talking to you guys until I graduate high school. She also going to hold her breath. (laughs) (laughs) Vinny asked, do you think there is a beetle guy's black and is he a ghost? Yes. Sure. I'm going to say why not? Because I like that headcanon. Beverly. What is the ugliest thing that you know you will inherit from your family? My dad's. (laughs) Sorry, everyone who doesn't like this. Deer heads. <laughs> All of those taxidermy deer heads. I and I told him that. I said, you better, because they have wills already like written and whatever. And I'm like, don't do that to me. And he laughed at me because I, and then didn't say anything. And I know probably all of them are going to me because <laughs> he's mean. <laughs> there's, there's nothing really like what's ugly that my parents have. There's a lot of pictures in your house that give me nightmares. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, but they're like family pictures. I know they're still scary. I wouldn't necessarily put them out. She does have she she did ask. I don't know if she commissioned this person or they had these and she bought them off of them, but like. They're like two foot to two, I would say two to three foot tall. Those Annie and, but you have them. The Ann, Raggedy Ann and Raggedy Andy dolls. Yeah, you hit them in my house because they're I terrifying. Know. It was pretty funny. It was not. We had, we had a good chuckle. I'm trying to think of like what my parents had that they would like give me. I'm very sentimental. So like I'm named after my dad's two grandmothers and my aunts gave me a ring that was my grandma. Like I, th- I think it was my grandma Davis's. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like not the prettiest ring ever, but like I love it because it was my grandmother's and I'm named after, well, my great grandmother's, but like I'm named after her. Yeah. So like, I don't know. I mean, other people will probably be like, it's big and kind of gaudy, but I like it because it's sentimental. sentimental. So I'm the wrong person to ask. I honestly can't think of anything. I mean, same. I don't well, know. okay, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> to roll off. You want some bow. of my deer? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> There's a coyote involved. Are you in? Nope. God. Nikki asked, what is one thing you hope beyond hope to inherit from your family? Well, I'm an only child, so I'm inheriting everything. <laughs> oh Anything that my grandma had jewelry wise. Because there was a time where my grandpa, who the one who just passed, was like just boiling her rotten like she was starting to go downhill and he just went out and like bought all this jewelry for her and it's gorgeous and she wore it and she loved it and you know some of my last memories of her being around was when she was like wearing that stuff so like it'd be cool to have like just one of those things to be able to wear my mom has all of that i think i'll take my all of my mom's diamonds false i call them all those are mine um Actually, there's a ring that, like, so my grandma lived with us um, before she passed. And there's a ring that, like, it's not a very, like, pretty ring. Like, it's pretty, but, like, it's not really my taste. Um, And I wore it, like, after she died, but she had given it to my aunt. And my mom was like, you really need to give it to her. Yeah, whatever. Um, She was like, I'll I'll buy you, like, a ring. I'm like, it has nothing to do with, like, the ring. It has to do with, like, it was grandma's. And, like, it was a ring she wore all the time. And she wore it a lot more than her Mm -hmm. actual, like, wedding ring. Um, So if my aunt ever let me, like, have it, it would be cool. Because Alana says, have it. Alana, have it. Sasha, have it. Um, Mm -hmm. I like that. Or even, like, their china. Like, we have my grandma's china and stuff. So, like, I never, like, if I ever get married, I don't have to buy new china. Yeah. Make me think of her. I've got stuff already that it's my grandma's. Anything that my mom handmade. My mom makes a lot of stuff. Yeah. So anything that she. So does my mom. And my dad too. I mean, they're just incredible. All of my mom's blankets that she's made are the best. They're anything that anyone wants me to inherit is going to be special. You know? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, what a Hufflepuff answer. No, but like it's so true. Like right? it could be like <laughs> you just said the yeah. ring isn't like something pretty, but you like it yeah. because there's your grandma's. Yeah. All right. That's kind of like a depressing thing to think about. I know, I know. (laughs) There's an episode of Gilmore Girls where they go over for Friday night dinner and Emily and Richard have them put post-its on the things that they want. Oh my God. (laughs) And they're like, this is really weird. And then Emily goes to sit down and she's like, hey, don't sit on that. We want to keep it nice. (laughs) (laughs) But even like my grandma, when I was a little girl, she had this like tray 
Um, and I don't have the tray. I don't know if she lost it or whatever, but like a tea tray. No, no, no. It was like a mirror tray and on it, like with oh, matching, it had a brush, a comb yeah. and a mirror. Yeah. And I remember her, like I asked her if I could have it. And then she finally, like, I think I asked her so many times for her me to shut up. She finally was like, yeah, you can have it. So I have that of my grandma's. Um, it's so pretty. I don't use it obviously, but, mm-hmm. um, and then she had this ring and it was one of those past, present and future rings. And I was like, Grandma, can I have this ring? And she goes, no, it's my good fake. But after she died, I got it. (laughs) So I have her good fake ring. (laughs) I actually know what I want. And it's um, my grandfather on my dad's side. He passed away in 1998. And he was a carver. Like, he made so many things so incredibly talented had his own shop kind of my uncle takes mm. after him mm-hmm. when he makes things and you know working with wood and and all of that and my parents have a ton of the things that he's made and i would love to have those yeah 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 i like that idea he made like this little wooden ark with two of li- all these little animals it's cute i like it Totally different topic. Isaiah asks, what house do you think Sabrina from The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina would be in? I have not seen it. I've seen like a couple episodes. <coughs> I'm going to say Ravenclaw. I would guess, I would guess Slytherin or Ravenclaw. I would say, Slytherin. I'd say Ravenclaw. Slytherin. Mine is based on nothing, so. <laughs> um, One more. Allie. Right? Two more. Two more. Three Allie more. asks... What Disney snack would you bring to Grimald Place for the order to share? I don't know. I've never been to Disney. Rice Krispies. <gasps> You've never been to Disney? Rice Krispies. The Mickey chocolate dipped Rice Krispies. Or, or Mickey's premium bars. Mickey's premium bars. <gasps> I'm trying to think of what I've eaten there. I don't remember. <laughs> I ain't eating squat. Oh, no. Oh, they're chocolate covered apples because I just love a good chocolate covered apple. Those are good, too. Allie yeah. makes those. So good. Mm. But the, the Rice Krispies are good, too. Um, another question from Allie. <laughs> Have you ever cleaned out a room and found something special? Oh, everything I find when I'm cleaning a room is suddenly <laughs> special again to it's me. And I can't so get rid of it. It's important to me. And I'm like, no, I need this. And I'm like, you haven't looked at it in a year. You don't need it. Well, yeah. I don't think I've done but that. But actually, yes. Because when we were cleaning the upstairs, our, our old, mine and Katie's old bedroom at my parents' house, I found like all of our photos and photo albums and everything from when I was little. And then I went into, um, I went into the closet and my mom had this like stack of things in this like built in bookshelf in there. And there was this pink notebook. And I remember finding it and asking my mom what it was. And it was the journal that my foster mom had kept when I was with her for like two months. And she journaled about me every day. It's super cute. Really cute. It's super yeah. cute. So that was cool. Last lightning bolt round question. Corian asks, and I don't know. Well, I'll just read it. Okay. What items from each person that died that was important to Harry do you think headcanon he has to remember them by? So maybe we can each pick somebody and think of something that maybe he Well, has. we know that he got a blanket from his parents. Or that's not funny. Ooh. I'm only thinking because then You're bad, his son ruins bad, it. Bad, bad, bad. Yep. Yeah, um, blanket. No, but I think that's super special. That is. Uh, the invisibility cloak. The mirror. His eyes. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> You're one of the worst kinds of people. <laughs> Jamie, Christmas. Um, 
I said the mayor. Hmm. I said photo album. You guys copped out. What? What do you mean a copped out? Cloak. I didn't say invisibility. I said Meg the did. mirror. Meg did. It's an item. <laughs> the photo album from Hagrid. Yeah. Hagrid's not dead though. But it is with his parents. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's got that tiny piece of glass from Sirius. <laughs> we could also just think of other things. I think that's really what they meant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like what would he have from Remus, or what would he have from Tonks, or he has Fred? socks from the Dursleys. Oh my God! <laughs> and a fifty cent piece. Every time he sees an oversized item of clothing, he will ah, think of them. Dudley. <laughs> um. I bet you anytime he's like out in public and he sees someone rocking like real sweet hair, like crazy colored and like just awesome, he thinks of Tonks. And yeah. That's probably oh, sad. Anytime he sees Teddy, he probably thinks of Tonks. Every time Ooh, he yeah. eats chocolate, he thinks of Remus. Every anytime he hears a wolf going, a woo! A so not funny. Okay, fan, fan story. story. Moving on. This week's fan story comes from Heather Marshall. Hi, Thank Heather. you. Hello, Swishers. Much love to you all. Oh, and as much love to you. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say going with your with spirit. Oh, I had to yawn. Okay. I started Harry Potter late. I was one of those folks who was like, no way am I reading that stuff. Hmm. Basically in protest of how popular it had gotten and wasn't going to get on that bandwagon. A boss I was working for kept going on and on about how he was reading with his kids and they are going to the movies and so on. I was like, whatever, you crazy man. (laughs) Fast forward many years. I don't remember the exact year, but it was about a year or two before Deathly Hallows Part 2 had come out in theaters. I've always been an avid reader, but had steered away from Harry Potter on purpose. But a friend of mine was really getting on me about it, so I gave in. Fine. I will start this stupid stupid series just to say that I read it and can move on. Our washing machine had broke and was needing to go to and I was needing to go to the laundromat to get our wash done. So I took book one to the laundromat and started reading. It was so on after that. <laughs> I would save the book to read at the laundromat, but I couldn't leave it at just that. I had the luxury of the movies being available immediately after reading each book. I had never watched them before reading the book, you know, because of the protest. <laughs> I was able to visualize the trio, but wasn't tainted by anything else. It was so awesome to watch the movie after the book to see the books come alive. I devoured all the books in about a month. Mind you, I had three children, a house, and a husband to take care of, but I couldn't put the books down. It was such a magical world, and I loved getting lost in it. Nice. I was a 30-something woman at this point and was smitten. I was also a bit angry at myself for not reading sooner. Hmm. But I am a huge Potterhead. I'm trying to bring the rest of the family on my journey, but so far only my 10-year-old son has joined me. My husband fully supports my love of Harry Potter and always says that he will read eventually. But he finds it cute on how much I love Harry Potter. <laughs> I love you guys. Thank you for making this reread so fun. This is my first ever, my first reread since reading them the first time, and I am noticing how saturated I am from the movies. Mm-hmm. I'm loving the books even more. Keep it up, ladies. I'm a Gryffindor. My what? wand is fir wood with a dragon core heartstring, 12 and three quarter inches, and hard flexibility. Oh. My Patronus is a Siberian cat. That's pretty mm, cute. Jelly. Thank you, Heather. And dude, awesome. Like getting all that in in a month and still having all that stuff that is like adulthood to do. Yeah. And also totally relate because, <laughs> yeah, none of us, well, I don't know about all of us, but I know me and Meg for sure were like, 
we're not reading that stuff. I protested, but it's I didn't last popular. that long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I protested I, for like two years. And then I'm like, protest. okay. I did not protest at all, but I love that you're a Gryffindor. I love to hear that you just have totally embraced it. Yeah. Even being an adult and getting lost in this magical world. Good for you. I love it. Good for you. Okay, so social media. You can follow us on Facebook at Swish and Flick Podcast and uh, join our Facebook group called Swish and Flick Podcast Group. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter, both at Swish Flick Cast. And you can support us on Patreon if you are so inclined um, at patreon.com forward slash Swish Flick Cast. That is how we are able to keep the podcast going, being able to go to LeakyCon and do panels. Um, being able to keep our shop running, donate to charities, mm-hmm. all kinds of awesome things. So thank you to our patrons. Um, all of that information can also be find, found on our website at swishflickcast.com. Dat. <laughs> I'm um, going to go skiing, <laughs> but not go skiing. But we've already been there. I've already been skiing. <laughs> <laughs> you also didn't go. Well, I don't know. You might go skiing. I don't know. I'm not going skiing. Definitely not. No. I'm going hot tubbing and winering. I don't know. That's fun. Yeah. I got a new book. I got the unofficial ultimate Harry Potter spell book. I went on Instagram and did a little live um, peek into this book. It's a complete guide to every spell in the wizarding world. It's pretty awesome. So it's got the spells are in alphabetical order as well as being in the order of like spells, charms, curses, hexes, jinx. And then they also have enchanted objects. They have like where it's found and mentioned within the series or within the trading card game or the video games. That's neat. Um, Whether it's in a movie in one of the movies or the book. Because, you know, sometimes they'll put, like, spells into the movies that weren't really... Yeah. I can't remember which one off the top of my head. My only Or beef... some are just in video games, too. Yeah. Flippendo. Flippendo. My only beef with this is the Wingardium Leviosa. Um, yeah, they try and one. tell us what the motion is for Swish and Flick, and it looks all wrong. Some about the one that's like that. So, yeah. And yeah. let me... I don't know why I can't find this. Like, um, dudes, I have a tattoo of it on my wrist. That is not the motion. Yeah, I wonder why <laughs> it's different than what is on the ground at the park. Probably because these people didn't do their research. But it does but say think, like, swish and flick right by it. Yeah. Oh, that one's a whole message. I know. Yeah, it's really weird. I see ones where Excuse it's just me. like up and over. Yeah, but so that's not what I'm going to be getting on my arm. When does this come out? Like not in March. Oh, well, I'm not tatted up yet then. <laughs> so I'll just have my Deathly Hallows. But yeah, so just getting back into like, I just finished like a bunch of testing at school. So we're getting back into our like regular routine. And I absolutely love it. My students and I are, we started our ocean animal Ooh. research reports, which is pretty fun. And they're excited. We're going to bust out some laptops tomorrow and look at diagrams. My daughter's doing great. God, she's just she's cute. Crushing life. 
one green bean at a time. <laughs> so many green beans in it. Yeah. I really want to like start sitting down and reading physical books. Like I brought out my Star Wars book. I have Star Wars and it's um I think I said this before on the pod. Still have not started it yet. Uh four, five, and six, all within like one big fat book. Oh, that's cool. I think one, you did one of those it. big thick books. Yeah. So I really want to like sit down and actually like open that up and read it but i always find myself any in any of my extra time i like want to make more docs or whatever so i don't know girl i feel you i got a three-day weekend no kind of like a four-day weekend coming up pretty soon but president's day off and then i have valentine's i have a pd day on valentine's day which is cool but anyways i'm just working out being a mom being a wife Trying to keep my house clean, keep the dishes done, feed myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. How about you, Maggie? I really miss editing vlogs, so I'm kind of making it, trying to make it a priority to edit vlogs. Not just for Katie and I, but for Switch, too, because I have a backlog of stuff to make videos for us that I want to put out on YouTube. And I just need to make time for it. So that's kind of my goal. Make time for that and to read more. I just really want to like read new things. Yeah. I feel like I just constantly read the same things over and over and over again. And I love that because like a lot of it is Harry Potter. But then I'll also like go back and reread. Like I just I, like randomly I started rereading the Shopaholic series, which I love. But I'm like, Mag, read new things. <laughs> so yeah. I am so close to being finished with his dark materials for my January prompt. Also, I realize that it's February, but I'm working on it. And then for February, the prompt for our little book club that we're doing is a book that was turned into a movie. And I'm going to do Little Women. I started mine today. Little Women. What is it? Um, Simon versus oh, the Simon. Homo yeah, Sapiens right. Agenda. Is it good? Yeah. It's it's very reminiscent of the movie, which is pretty cool so far, but the approach is different. That's all I'm going to say. Nice. And I like it. That's I'm cool. like hooked. I was hooked immediately. His Dark Materials is really good, <laughs> um, but it took me a while to like get into it. It was like, it, honestly, it kind of reminded me a little bit of... Sorcerer's Stone? Sorcerer's Stone. <laughs> really? Because like... I was I was reading it and like I would read it and then I would like feel my mind wander away from the story and I hate when that happens when I'm reading a book because obviously that means that I'm not like in it right to win so it. yeah so like I just kind of like powered through until like honestly it took a couple chapters it was like a couple chapters into it and then finally it's picking up and it's really good now I really I'm enjoying it a lot now but it just there's so much information that they're trying to, like, instill in you. There's just, like, so much going on in that story that it takes a long time for you to kind of get acclimated with the world and, like, what's going on mm. and understand, like, the words that they use and what they mean and, like, some of their names are kind of weird. So it's just, like, trying to remember who's who and what's going on and... It's a very in-depth story, but I can see it, it makes me want to watch the show because I like I think that it would be a really good watch for sure. But I'm excited to read Little Women when I finish it because I've seen the 90s movie and I've seen the newest movie and I've always loved I've always loved it, but I have just never sat down and read it. So. Yeah, 
Patia, yes. You have to be very centered and focused when you first start reading it. It's just kind of one of those books where it's like, okay, you just got to push through. You got to power through. Get your bearings. And then once the story picks up, it's really, really good. But it just takes a minute. You know, I felt that way about um, Ready Player One. Oh, yeah. The buildup for that story was rough. I heard it's really good. I I've didn't seen make most it through the movie. it. Really? I did not make it through it. It was I, did you, hours. Listen? I listened and it was I hours was for the buildup. And then Marty finished it and he was like, he was like, right after you stopped listening, he goes, that's when the story picked up. And he thought it was amazing. But honestly, like, peace out. I cannot. I was really worried that I was going to have to ditch his darkest his dark materials but it's dark his darkest materials <laughs> but uh i'm glad that i kept reading because it is really good now but i was really close to being like oh man i don't know if i can do it because it's a series and i wanted to like read the whole thing but yeah. it's good now i'm really like i'm glad that i pushed through it's it's really good katie um yeah finally reading some books which feels super good and <laughs> we officially started grown-up kids back up so we that did. feels really and good. We just got back from Disney and it was so fun. Yeah. And we decided that we're going to Disney for my 30th and not Chicago. Sorry, Chicagoans. But flights were cheap and we booked them. <laughs> you booked it already. Oh, yeah, we booked it. <laughs> we're going back. Going back for my actual birthday weekend. I'm so excited. I'm going to plan a big old dinner. I actually booked a dinner at Tepanito, but I don't know if I'm going to keep it. But I just grabbed the reservation. I'm if you don't do it. yours there, I might do mine there. Yeah, we'll think about it. I'm just so excited. I don't know. Do I want to do that? Do I want to do Via Napoli and get pizza? Do I want to go to Crystal Palace and meet Pooh Bear? Do Tony's. I want to go to Tony's and have spaghetti? <sighs> yes, Patricia, yes. Mickey, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. will be open when we go back, and I'm so excited. I'm sorry, Katie. I just took over your part again, though. So go ahead. Keep talking. Nope. That was it. Grown-up kids. <laughs> go check it out. We're having a good time. <laughs> I literally... Uh, I'm trying to just survive day to day. I have never been so sick in my life. I've basically been sick since the day after Christmas. Um, and I'm just looking forward to being well again. School has started. Um, I've gotten more information about when I can possibly start nursing school, if they accept me into the program. And um, that's about my life. I hope you feel better soon. <sighs> Me too. I'm literally so over it. Yeah. I, I I hate when you get to that point of being sick, whether it's a long period of time or like it's a short period of time, but you're really sick and like, like I'll just start crying. Like I'm tired of feeling like this. When am I going to feel better? Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. It's been about a week. I had a fever last week. <clears throat> then I started coughing on Thursday. I don't know. It's, it's just, all blending just, together. I think there's been about a week where I felt all right, literally since Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> been a rough season, friends. Yeah. Wash your hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're supposed to sing the ABCs, warm water, soap, get between your fingers, wash the backs of your hands and your palms. Yep. Don't be gross. Yep. Don't be gross. Hashtag wash your hands. Drink fluids. Worry about male. Don't go to work or school if you're sick. True is true. They can survive without you. Yes. My work always tells me they're like, we'll figure it out. We don't want to be sick. Stay home. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. 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 I wish that was the case with my job. You get punished when you get called off. Uh, When you call off. So stupid. And you shouldn't be going in sick anyway. Right? 
Like, you would think so. Right? Yeah, of all places it. at a hospital. Literally don't understand. Uh, would anybody yeah. like to say anything uplifting before we end this episode? <laughs> Stay healthy out there. <laughs> um, yesterday was one of my favorite holidays. Groundhog's Day. And he saw... He didn't see a show. <laughs> <laughs> no, he did. Oh, he did see... No, he didn't. No, he didn't. I heard that... He didn't see a shadow. That means spring's coming early. I don't know. He bit the guy. Attention. That was that was a different one. It was like it was like um, it was a groundhog in Wisconsin, and he bit the mayor. But honestly, (laughs) stop holding up groundhogs. Yeah, I mean, winter lasts for another six weeks, anyways. Regardless of just watch Groundhog's Day and be done. Um, Well, not with global warming. So I mean, spring literally starts May. Yeah, I understand, but I'm just talking about the weather. Actually, correct. Correct. Winter really hasn't started. There's mm-hmm. been like a day of snow in Cleveland, which is not yeah. normal. And girlfriend um, could really use a snow day. <coughs> but if anyone's ever seen the uh, movie Jack Frost from like the 70s, maybe? I don't know. It's old. There's a song. I've got a day named after me. Mm-hmm. February 2. That's mm-hmm. the day that I decide what the weather's gonna, gonna do. do. Would you like to sing us out, everyone, today? No. All right. That concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. And don't let the muggles get you down. <gasps> Amazing. Just in my voice. <laughs> don't let Malfula. What is her name? Malaflua. Don't, don't let Malaflua don't look let at you down. the Malaflua get to you. <laughs> Someone was talking about our the episode that came out with the the tomato stuff, and they're like they legitimately choked on their pizza. And I, it got better. <laughs> Did they choke on the tomato sauce? I mean, like you should have heard my mom laughing at that episode on the plane. Like the plane is silent, and she has headphones on, so she doesn't realize She's how loud she was loud. being. So oh she my was gosh! Oh my gosh! I say that I'm only look two years youngest. <laughs> no, I don't know. Katie also looks pretty young. Somebody, I will fight you. Literally, oh, no. <laughs> this is the best. We're at that wedding that we worked, and the, sh- we sit down for the ceremony. And the guy next to her, we were just talking. We were just, yeah, they were just chatting, and like they were talking about because we were in the last row because we like didn't want to like impede on like good seats or anything, so we just like sat in the last row. And they were talking about how they couldn't see anything. And he's like, well, you got you got a couple of years of growing still, don't you? And she was like, no. <laughs> and he's like, how old are you? And she's how like, do you think I am? And he's <laughs> like, I don't know, 17? 17. 17. <laughs> well, I did I get like, carded uh, at dinner the other night, and Marty didn't. No. And I told the waiter, I was like, what? You're not going to card him with all the salt and pepper in his beard? <laughs> and he, he was like, no. <laughs> Jen has gotten um, mistaken for a student at her school before. That blows my mind. L- mind blowing. Doesn't she work like a? It's like a grade, grade school. school. Yep. <laughs> oh. Yep. Oh. <laughs>
Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.